0: This is
1: The Galway Podcast. Hi, hey, what's your name?
2: My name is Fonsi Nagel, originally from Limerick, and moved to Galway in 1973, which is the first time I met Jerry Mulholland. Jerry would have been about three years younger than me at that age. He would have been, I was 21, he was about 17 or 18 when I met him first.
1: And can you tell me about that encounter?
2: No, we, we, we just kind of bumped into one another. I think it was maybe at a, a session somewhere, you know. I mean, I don't have a specific time where I met him, yeah. but that was the first time uh, that I connected with him, you know. And, um, so you are both playing music together? I'm, I'm not a musician, even though I do play, but I don't play in public. But I, I'm well known as a, a, a kind of a supporter of music and from Limerick, so a lot of Limerick, we come from a musical background, I know all the musicians in Limerick historically, and a lot of them, one friend of mine just died last week, Johnny Fien from Arslips, Um, and we have Dave Keery who plays now with Van Morrison, but we have top class musicians, and Jerry was a genius in terms of entertainment, you know, he just had that energy that reached out to people connected with people and i think that's reflected today at the funeral home i have never been at a funeral home like this usually they're somber affairs and they're kind of but there's great energy and life and that's the way jerry would have wanted it I'd say.
1: do you have a favorite memory of her
2: not specifically um m- memories would be general just but nothing in particular I always found him very, very good company, full of energy, full of life, and uh, I think that transmitted to loads of different people. Uh, you, I think you can—you're not from Galway. If you look around here, there are so many different types of people at this, whatever you call it, a funeral. Yeah, uh, but that reflects like Jerry. He—he he connected with so many people. He did a lot of good work. He suffered in his own way, but he was. A dynamic individual who really believed in fairness, justice and equality and lived it. You know, he went abroad and I think you know that, where he, he set up all sorts of things for children in in India and further afield. And uh, so he didn't waste his life. I think he left... We, I think we all leave footprints behind us when we when we die. He left giant footsteps behind him because he'd be remembered for forever in Galway I think
1: that's wonderful thank you very much for your time you're welcome. okay
3: so I'm Amy uh, Jared's niece and uh, marrying his sister's daughter and this is my daughter Lauren Geary <laughs>
4: so.
1: hi how old are you Lauren
4: um, I'm 12 years old
1: and what's your fondest memory of your great uncle
4: um, well, at Christmas time, uh, Jared came up to our house, and he had big, uh, big Christmas dinner with us. And then he played the piano and sang beautifully.
1: And what type of songs would he have sung?
4: Um, he sang the, this one that he wrote. It was amazing, Japanese Tokyo Skyline. And then he sang his own version of I think it was Galway Bay, was it? Yeah. Or, yeah. And he sang the Green and Red of Mayo. He was a co-writer of that, so yeah. he sang that as well. It was gorgeous.
1: Are you a musician yourself?
4: Um. I am. I play the piano and I sing.
1: Very good. And do you think your uh, great uncle influenced you there?
4: I think all the Mulholland side of my family influenced me. They were all amazing on the piano and have amazing voices.
1: Right. Uh, did you ever play with your with Jerry?
4: No, I actually. Oh, I played Ellis Island. He, he played, played yes. it on the piano, and then I sang it, and it was it, um, it was beautiful. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Lauren. I, can I turn to you again and ask you what's your fond memories of him?
3: Oh, I suppose growing up, he was such a fun uncle and he was so unique and he instilled a great love of music um, amongst me and my cousins. Yeah, we had a good time growing up with Jared around.
1: Can you share a memory?
3: Uh, well, one memory that sticks out in particular. Um, was when we lived in Scotland me and my parents and um, my mum would have been um, quite lonely over there without her family and one day my younger sister heard a knock at the door and she answered it and she said "Mom, there's a a man at the door and mum said what man is at the door and when she opened when she came out into the hallway and looked at the door Jared was standing there with his bag on his back and they just threw their arms around each other it's such a happy memory you know mm. yeah she really missed him when we lived over there and all her siblings yeah
1: so he just arrived unannounced he just
3: arrived unannounced you know as he tended to do so yeah <laughs> such a good memory and then of you know and then of course all the music down through the years yeah. just fantastic for you yeah you'll miss him oh we'll miss him terribly yeah and not just you know as a family but just bumping into him uptown and as a friend as well you know yeah, and as a musical influence on us all, you know.
1: Someone was saying earlier about how this is not a somber occasion, you know. Oh no! Like uh, there's a lot of happiness yeah. here.
3: Absolutely, and that's what he would have wanted. Mm. That that's that's what he requested. You know, mm. he didn't want any tears, no mourning. He wanted us to celebrate his life, which we intend to do. Mm. Yeah, he deserves it.
5: Christoph, <laughs> thank you very much.
3: Thanks a million. Thank,
5: thank you. you. Uh, my name's Sean. I'm uh, he'd be my grandest brother, Billy Mahones' brother. So that's what I know the first time well the first time we kind of really introduced to music was Ger- with Jared like we were outside Nocton's and he was like come on in come on in I was, like, I was only about young Phil about 7 and uh, I was brought in anyways and he started just went straight to the piano just walked straight past it went straight to the piano started playing The Lion Sleeps Night like in the jungle And, oh, he got the whole place singing, like, but even, like, I still remember that, like, clear as day. Just shows you his character and how, as soon as he steps in that piano, he's going to liven the place up, like, it's going to be straight to the music and it's going to get everybody up dancing and singing. I was just an entertainer. That's my memories of him, anyways. And you still play music now? Yeah, I still play with the guitar, like, still doing kind of gigs, but it was him, that kind of, seeing him play that piano was just, like, nearly an aspiration, like, Mm. just seeing him do that, but, yeah. Do you, do you have a website people can find you on? Uh, just on Facebook, kind of like. I uh, just do play music on that there and just uh, gigs and all that.
1: And was what, so, what, how can they find you on Facebook? Uh, just Sean Meekin. Sean Meekin. Okay, class. Okay. Hey, what's your name and how you doing with Jerry?
6: Hi, I'm Harry, and um, Jerry's my grand uncle. So, I know him as Uncle Jerry Major, obviously, his name has changed uh, in recent years, but um, yeah, it's Uncle Jerry to me.
1: And can you share a memory of him
6: with us? Um, So, my clearest memory memory of him I suppose about three weeks ago at his 70th and he was up just as recent as three weeks ago like that's what that's what I'll tell you and um, he was just up on the piano singing away playing a few songs but his lyrics always took with me he's just so talented at writing music he was absolutely brilliant. Mm. and do you play music as well I do yeah I play a bit of piano and I sing as well so yeah I'm trying to follow in his footsteps I suppose and how can people find you um, well, Harry Mulholland is my name, but um, I, I don't know. I suppose Instagram is yeah. the easiest. HarryMul64
4: is my username on Great Instagram. Fun. Yeah.
1: So people can find you there. Great. Hey, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Harry.
4: Uh, Tom Mulholland is my name. Uh, Jerry is my granduncle as well. So I'd know him as Major or, or Jerry. Um, I wouldn't really have a fond memory of him. I just have a picture in my head of like last Christmas he'd be up on the piano with a cup of coffee on the piano so that would be kind of a snapshot that would come into my mind if
1: and what songs would he have played at Christmas?
4: Uh, anything you ask him really like any any song if you ask him to play it he he'd he'd play it so that's just Jerry on the piano with a cup of coffee is
7: are you a musician as well? No, no
1: not I, yet
4: no not yet yeah <laughs>
1: So. Oh, thank you.
7: Thanks. Um, I'm Daniel, and Jared's my granduncle as well. And I suppose Jared, you'd always, he could be walking through town no matter what time, and he'd spot you and he'd come up to you and he'd ask about your day. He'd always be lively. He'd never be down in the dumps. or He'd always be asking you, how are you getting on? How's school going? So he's always been good to us. He'd always be offering us stuff. And... That's just always happy and just live life how it is. That's it. And what's your fond memory of him? My fond memory of Jared would probably be like Harry said last, only three weeks ago at his birthday and he's getting the whole place going. They know when Jared comes in that a fun night's gonna be had so he just get everyone going and the place they'd be praising him for weeks and weeks after he left, wondering when he's next coming back, so it will be a loss especially for the sliding rock as well and not having him coming in playing anymore in town as well he'd always G Noctons and Coley's all these people gathered around here they'll have missed Jared he would have loved to be over there playing music so this is what he wanted It's it's the turnout's
1: fantastic so far and, and there's a whole range of types of yeah, people yeah. As well.
7: he'd, he'd know anyone from geez it could be yeah, someone he met once or someone he's known his whole life and he'd treat them all the same. He's always been kind and he'd put you under his wing like straight away, so yeah. Do you play music yourself? I don't but I'd be you'd be jealous of watching him off playing you saying to the lads, keep going and you. Well you're a young
1: lad, there's time yet. No, there's time yet, yeah you yeah. never know, so yeah. hopefully might yeah. click one day. Well my condolences to you all. Thank you very yeah. much. Oh, 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 oh,
8: in Goldwood back in the 70s uh, when I was in college there. And how did you first meet him? I can't remember exactly how I met him but he was just part of the social scene and uh, yeah, just he was always around.
1: And what's your fondest memories of him?
8: Well, i give you my latest memory of him. My, my daughter was getting my partner's daughter was getting married Uh, about four years ago um, in the cathedral and we were going to the cathedral and driving down Newcastle and as we arrived at at the hospital Jerry was protesting with his megaphone outside the hospital about some HSE issue or other and uh, I rolled down the window and I said, how are you, how are you, Jerry, or And when he recognised me, he got, put up the megaphone and he started singing, there comes the bride, and he'd give us a really good send-off, you know. So, hey, that's my last memory of the um, What are you
1: going to miss about him the most?
8: I just miss Jerry from seeing him around and having a coffee with him. Or he, he touched everybody. He was just a, a one-off, you know. You couldn't. You, you couldn't uh, compare to Jerry, you know, He's just, he was just a pure soul, you know, great guy.
9: Hi, how are you? What is your name?
1: Fender Jackson.
9: Fender, Fender, what a such a beautiful name, you know. My name is Rosa Velasco. I am a Spanish, but I've been living in Galway for 34 years, and I have known um, Jerry since the early 90s. Yes
1: How did you first meet him?
9: Well I met him in, uh, in uh, salt Hill hotel where his brother Billy used to play piano with my partner sometimes who plays also music and and then I became more no I became more um, aware of who really was uh, Jerry um, through our conversations in Galway.
1: What's your fondest memory of him?
9: My fondest memory of, of yeah, is what you, it was precisely in, in Salt Hill Hotel when we did this uh, fundraising for the children in Calcutta, in India, who he was living there for for a few years, and and he was very fond of that mission that he was doing there, and he was collecting money in Galway to bring it over, and help those kids in in need, and uh, through a football match, uh, well, football Um, our team, yeah, and so I admire his soul, not just his um, musical skills, but also his soul and his intelligence. Tell us
1: something about him that we won't know.
9: Um, Something that um, uh, I guess if I could have gone that far with him in an intimate uh, way as uh, lovers, because I really love that man although I knew he was um, having his human condition and he was having his, uh, you know, moments like anybody else. But um, yeah, I loved his sensibility, you know. He was really kind, very human, very... He, he, he loved everyone, you know, he loved, loved people and, and he was a gentleman. He was very, very sweet.
1: what do you miss most about him?
9: I will miss his soul to have him around, you know, and and having always something to do in his mind for Palestina or for or for India or, or for the music or for the love of humanity. And just to see him around, just I'm going, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss um, to see him around.
1: Okay, gracias, gracias. <laughs> Thank you. I know it's tough. I know it's tough. Hello. What's your name, and how do you know Jerry?
10: Well, you see, I'm from outside Galway, and I would have known Jerry through mutual friends, really. You know, like Niall Hughes, Mark Kennedy. They were like, you know, we were all kind of like the Angel Crew. So then we had a really. It was like 1998, like the, September 1998, kind of changed my life, Fender, you know. Actually, I didn't introduce myself. My name is uh, Emer, but also I have a spiritual name. I'm Sukhada Dasi, yeah. So, it was a really, really lousy summer. 1998 was really bad. September came and the sun came out. It was like an Indian summer. Gawi won the football. Everyone was on Hyde Lee. Then, I'm just crossing Jerry in the street. It was about four, maybe four or five o'clock in the evening. And he says to me, hey... He says, do you have a passport? And I was like, yeah. He says, well, I'm leaving for India the day after tomorrow. You know, I have to go back now. And I would, you know, I really need somebody to come with me. And sometimes I'm not at the school. You know, I have the school. And, you know, it'd be great to have an Irish person there that I could trust, you know, and be with the kids when I'm not there. And he said, would you come? And I was like... Well, what, like, you know, how, how often you get an offer. He says, I'll get your ticket, I'll get your visa. And I was like, okay.
1: Oh, you'd never met him before? No,
10: I knew him. Oh, okay. it was just, I knew him. Oh, okay. You know, Galway was like a small... You know, yeah, everyone yeah. knew each I, I lived yeah, yeah. in Galway in the late... Yeah. You when know, I was in college in Galway. Yeah, yeah. And we had mutual friends. Friends. So, you know, you know he was like a head around the town, you know, ah. the way. So... But you know I, I didn't really like I, yeah, I knew he was in you know India with you know the Calcutta with the kids and all that. but anyhow, so then suddenly I'm on my way to India with Jerry, can you imagine? So that was like I mean you know yeah overnight and, you know not you know I, I. you know so anyway, yeah, so I ended up traveling with Jerry to India that time yeah so.
1: And tell us that memory from India then?
10: Well, he always tells me that I, I didn't speak. When I got to India, I just didn't speak for like three or four days. He said, if you don't start speaking, I don't know what I'm going to do. If you can't speak, you're like, because I just lost my tongue. I was just like, you know, we landed in Calcutta. And yeah, I was like, wow, it was October. Yeah, I mean, you know, suddenly you're, you know. So then, you know, we went to, you know, the area where the school was in Puri you know, in Puri, on the coast, and then we get closer, and then he's warned, oh, you, you know, please, you know, the, the pe- people said, no, you can't go any closer, because now the school's been closed. So, unfortunately, at that stage, he had this hedge school international, he had the charity number, but the school had gone while he'd been away. The school had been closed down, and, you know, so... So then he says to me, oh, he says, you know, I... You know, I speak Arabic, I'm off to the Middle East. I said, "Jerry, I'm not going to the Middle East. I said, I gave up everything to come to India. And he said, oh, she we'll go to Delhi together. And he says, you know, you can go up to see the Buddhists up in Dharamsala. So then we just parted company in New Delhi and he went off to the Middle East. And that was it, yeah.
1: And what about a memory closer to home?
10: Eh, uh, just, you know, just like, he's like a... Jerry was like a beacon for it, you know, everyone and just, you know. So, you know, he, 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 he very much loved the area where he had his school finally, you know, on the coast and there's a very special deity. So he'd always sing this song. Oh, the Jagannath temples not so far away. Oh, the Jagannath temples where I'm going to stay. Rickshaw way, oh, Rickshaw way. Jagannath, 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 Jagannath pray. So it's interesting because subsequent to that I ended up back in India and I ended up back in Jagannath Puri and then I was meeting the rickshaw drivers and they were little children when they came. You know, they, people that knew uh, Jerry on the, when he brought them down, these little kids from Calcutta and then they stayed in Puri and then they went on to work in Puri, So, but the, you know, the rickshaws. So anyway, that's... that's it's wonderful um, that you want to remember Jerry because we all want to remember Jerry. You know, such a special life, and he was so um, so kind-hearted. You know?
1: What do you miss most about him?
10: Uh, you know, I, you know, I actually, you know, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy that like, you know, J- Jerry got a good, you know, he got a good, uh, you know, he got a good run at it. You know, Fender, you know, I'm happy that he's gone to, a, you know, that he's gone to a new location now and, you know, I've sent him a special blessing, you know, so I know that he's, as we'd say, you know, like he's in the, he's in the Gawi races early, you know, he's got a fresh horse, so that's how I want to remember him, yeah.
1: Thank you, thank you.
10: You're welcome.
11: You will all you will see is a girl you once knew. Although she's dressed up to the nine At sixes and sevens with you I had to let it happen I had to change Couldn't stay all my life down at here Looking out of the window Staying out of the sun I chose freedom Running around Trying everything new But nothing impressed me at all I never expected it to me Argentina the truth is I never left you all through my life my bad existence I kept my promise my distance and I For fortune and as for faith I never invited So it seems to the world they were all I desire. They are illusions They're not the solutions They promised to be the answer. Was here all the time. I love you and hope you love me. me Everybody singing, come on. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I never left you all through my life. All
12: through my life. Great, Cotter. I know him because I'm a Galwegian. Is there any Galwegian that doesn't know Jerry? It would be easier question. Yeah.
1: Do, do you have an earliest memory of you and him? Or how you oh, met?
12: The earliest memories would be at the hops, uh, maybe in the tennis club and... the Saxo Revolution Sunday afternoon hop when we were 13 or 14. Getting the ladies choice, if we were lucky. Uh, and then... He'd done a lovely recording of a few of us that were going to America one time back in the late 70s, uh, Johnny Mullins and um, Sean Maloney and a girl called Claudine Langeel who ended up in a band with uh, Trina and after the body band broke up, Claudine was with them. And Jerry recorded us in the Hilltop on a reel to reel and uh, made cassettes for us. It was very, very, very helpful, you know, very helpful. So he's your producer? Absolutely, whatever production was involved, getting us to sit down and uh, stop acting the Egypt, I suppose, was a hard part. But uh, he understood the fun of it anyway, you know. Yeah, I remember another night we were heading in a Volkswagen minibus to uh, Woodford for a session down there in watches or more in, in Woodford, because uh, Sean Maloney's granny was from there, so we were going past Holland's shop uptown. And uh, Jerry was walking down the street with a dog called Search. And we uh, rolled down the window and said, how are you, Jerry? And he said, where are you going? We said, we're going to Woodford. We won't be back for a day or two. She's on my gucci. So he jumped in the van. No plans, no, no. And uh, we had a great night. It was the first time he sang the Combine Harvester, which was a takeoff of um, I've Got a Brand New pair of the Roller Skates. You know, Melanie's big hit. Jerry had a song called the combine harvester to that air so yeah. he sang it for the farmers and needless to say he enthralled them all in the pub but five minutes later anyway jerry goes out to the other side of the bar and comes back in with a girl and announces that they're going to india together in the following week now Baron, uh, berries was her name of course it would be berries she was a hippie girl but uh jerry was going to india with her now bear in mind they'd met in the last four minutes, <laughs> but anyway, this wasn't putting Jerry off at all in the least. And anyway, some drama happened. The dog search, his dog got lost in Woodford, and we had a a big uh, effort to find him. But search was lost. Uh, it was almost uh, the universe balancing or giving the dog a name like that. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> he was quite upset about that because he, he was so kind, you know, to, he was more worried that the dog would be frightened, or but I'm sure dogs are dogs, they'll, they'll find a way, and we had loads, a couple of days of music anyway in that pub and wonderful times, and sure, there's a million, there's a million other occasions. What will you miss most about him? Well, his surprise attack, you know, being a person who closes their eyes a lot, I'm I'd often open them to find Jerry sitting there silently, demanding that you ask him to sing. Um, and you, of course, you would. You know and what a treasure it is now that we did. But almost every Sunday, either to John Ryan and myself in the day gig or Mary and I in the night gig, Jerry would appear without fail every every Sunday and do a song. You know, and it was always the highlight for everybody, the way he um, shone from inside when he sang, you know, and the beautiful smile he had where his, his eyes, every bit of him smiled at you, you know so I'll miss him a lot miss him a lot, but I was lucky to have him you know? do, you have a, do you have a favourite song that he sang, a,
1: a favourite version of a song that he sang, in his way uh,
12: Well he always put his heart into everything, I thought he'd done a beautiful job of don't cry for me, Argentina. But in the formative years, he had the most beautiful delivery of uh, the James Taylor songs when they were coming out, when they were actually in the charts. You know, I can remember Jerry singing James Taylor in 1970, 71, when I'd have been about 16. And you didn't, and in those days, there wasn't the music scene that there is now on Galway, you know. You'd get someone that would sit down and play a perfect version of. Sweet Baby James or Fire and Rain, you know, it it wasn't to be taken for granted, you know, so you knew that immense talent was there. It was like he was born with it. You couldn't see, I don't think he ever learned any of that stuff from anyone. I think he just had it.
11: As well you knew. Sure wasn't it all. Golly of a boo. Tipra <laughs> Darden. <Dordan. laughs> <Tipra, laughs> went out the door. Sure you've held her, we've heard it all before. So I'm going to <laughs> sing a song. It's of anyway. It's about our lovely place in Old Galway. Lovely. It was recorded by Bing Crosby back in RTE. Those were the days. Uh, excuse me, could I have a cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe someday I go back to Ireland If it's only after closing of my day yeah. to see again the moon rise over cloud yeah. and watch the sun go down on
13: oh.
6: Trouched dreams.
14: <laughs> the wind <women laughs> yeah. in the air, the air, the
11: air, the air. Or sit yeah. beside yeah. a turf fire yeah. in a cabin. Yeah. And watch yeah. the, the barefoot yeah. castles as they fly. to cross the seas from
13: Ireland. It's a fun fun it's on my it's it's perfume, my I gather, as it
14: goes. And the women in the uplands it praise to me.
11: DJ I want to tell you and it's first banned by RTE <laughs> It's is to this day Oh the strangers came yeah, yeah. and
13: tried to teach us
15: is my name i know jerry for probably 45 years from the time he was in the hilltop and i walked in various music pubs around the town and sure you'd see him you know over the years you'd see him in, in the crane or in the keys or knocktons or callies or you know whatever wherever there was a bit of music you would be like jerry would like to turn up can you share a memory with us i can certainly yeah yeah uh, a more recent one i met him in the last couple of months um, one day and I worked for the Simon community and he um wanted to give me a contribution for the Simon community so he gave me two euros and I thanked him and he uh, I, had, I had a newspaper with me so he asked me for the newspaper and he took out a biro and he started writing down the bank account details of the Calcutta High School before he had it all written the biro ran out of ink <laughs> <laughs> So the next time i met him he caught me for a fiver but i gave it willingly no, no problem you could you know he was he was such a nice character you couldn't you couldn't say no and he wasn't going to drink it or, yeah uh, lovely character and he'd be he'd certainly be missed he um i run a, myself and a friend of mine lorraine fitzpatrick run a singing session six times a year in the crane barrier in galway and uh jerry would appear at the odd time but you'd always have to nab him the minute he came in the door. There'd be people waiting in a queue to sing, but you'd nab Jerry the minute he came in the door because he could be gone again in five minutes. And he was always always very, very entertaining and he went down a storm. So I'd be, he'd be sadly missed. No two ways about it.
1: I, I saw a video of him on the internet recently and uh, he was singing and he was... The video was
15: maybe... Twelve minutes long. Would he have gone on for a long time? whenever you've seen, uh, I would say so. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a performance that often recently because I don't be in the pubs as much as I used to be. But um, I it wouldn't surprise me. And some of the stuff has been up on the on the spur of the moment. It's a, you know, an amazing, amazing character. There's no no two's way, no two ways about it. Arishan. Uh, what will you miss most about him? just. Even meeting him in the street, it was always a pleasure to meet him You know, he was always very friendly and get um, not know what kind of humour to be in. But you'd always say hello to him and you'd, you could get a, a very entertaining half hour out of him Or you know, you mightn't see him again for months. You know, so just meeting him really, just, just I suppose having known him so long. You know, yeah. uh, of course his music. He, he was he was highly talented. No two ways about it. Do you The Hiya, Ger Horgan is my
6: name and I'm from Dailies Forth Road, only a few doors down from the Hilltop Hotel where Jerry grew up and the rest of the Mulhollands, so I know Jerry for as long as I can remember and uh, I started teaching myself the guitar maybe at around 13 or 14 years of age and Jerry got wind of it and he used to bring me up on top of the hilltop, out, up, out in the sun and show me stuff. And he might have been early 20s at the time. That was a nice thing to do. That's my fondest memory, Jerry. But he was always very nice. Very helpful. Great guy. That's one story. What did you miss most about him? Well, just from meeting him around town. We always met him. Jerry was always around town. He's mm. what you call a flannier. Did you ever hear of that? Flannier is someone that's always around town. Always out. Drinking a coffee outside a cafe, that that was Jerry. But he was always on. He'd have the guitar with him. He was always on for a few songs anywhere. It was always good. Yeah, always great to meet him. So I miss him. Yeah.
5: Uh, Jerry Hanley is my name. accordion player in Galway, and I'd known Jerry through the music for decades. You know, uh, we were all around Galway at the same time in the same places. Um, I suppose I really th- got to know him when he came up to Menlo Village to a house up there for what I think was a 40th birthday and there was a piano in the house he'd been brought up and uh, many of us played a few tunes but Jerry entertained. He absolutely wowed the whole place and entertained as opposed to just playing. You know, that was I think his gift.
1: Yeah. In my experience there's people who are musicians and people who are entertainers and there's few that are in the middle.
5: Yeah. Do you think Jerry was in the middle? Well, Jerry had great and musicality, musicianship and and ability and talent and he also had the entertainment bit to go with it, Do you know he would have done well on the entertainment on his own but he also had the music you know, abilities to go with it And what's your fondest memory of him? Um, I suppose in recent years I was away for 13 years not living in Galway and as I came back over the last 7 or 8 years one of my most enjoyable things was meeting people that I'd not seen for years and having a cup of coffee and a chat and Jerry was always around Lower Shop Street there and down along the west and and, and we were always out around the same time and loved to sit down and have the chat and yeah maybe two or three years ago then one evening kind of took me by surprise in the G. Coley he just picked up a guitar so he gave me a guitar and kind of stood up there was a big crowd and just sang Galway Bay and again you know, you'd hear a pin drop, he just had that presence in a bit. What'll you miss most about him? Um, what'll I miss, what I miss most? Just the unpredictability of what he might do in a situation When he'd come in, he might be very quiet and all of a sudden he could spark into something, so, you know, that part of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the song. Piano mostly. Mm. It's a pity there wasn't more pianos in pubs around town. <laughs> <laughs> you know that he could. He had his little slot in in Sheen at yeah. uh, the piano. But you know, uh, that's a big pity because piano I enjoyed him most. With, I think. Well, yeah. uh, cool. okay. Thank, thank, you, so thank you,
1: Thank you. Thanks for asking Cheers. Cheers. Thank, thank you.
0: For Do you miss a loved one that's passed on? Perhaps you miss their voice or their mannerisms. Perhaps you have questions that remain unanswered. Don't let that happen to your children or grandchildren. At Salt Hill Media, we can record your life story, or that of a loved one, for future generations. So when someone asks, Hey, what was Granny like? or what was Grandad like? You can point them to an interview and say, You tell me. We can tailor an interview to be as long or as short as you want it to be. All with professional recording equipment and post-production. You may think that your life is not worth documenting. Well, not according to your children or grandchildren. Record that life story before it's too late. Email salthillmedia at gmail.com or go to salthillmedia.com for more information.
16: This is The Galway Podcast. See you Wit? Hedge School International is on a campaign through the sunshine and the rain. Nilain Tinsholm or the Hinton Fane. Denmark, Ireland, France, and Spain. And Palestine, as well you know, is an integral part of County Mayo. Children in need, that hedgehog slot, be happy with the things you've got. Quoting Jesus as part of a plan of each woman, child, and man. The downtrodden, as you see, are to be raised from their misery. Yanni Buchta while they play are brought to light Come what may It seems a daring plan in humid days Not even a fan To nurture the poor To give them solace for God's sake To ask the souls of RTE To donate some of their license fee To a good cause and that daily will strive To keep the family spirit alive Jerry Mulholland
17: Go
16: uh, that's actually wrong, it's Gerard Gerhard Mulholland, Major. You. All to, All to From our captain, get your name, get your name. The
11: pipe is together, for the rising of the moon, for the rising of the moon the rising of the, the bikes must be together. By the rising of oh, come tell me, Sean O'Farrell, where the gathering is to be? The old spot by the river, well known to you and me. Forward signal token whistle up your marching tune put your pipe on your shoulder for the rising of the moon
13: put your pipe on your shoulder for the rising of the moon for the of the
11: moon Eyes were watching through the night. The manly heart was beating for the blessed moment. We were trying to follow and like the banshees at home. A thousand sparks were flashing by the rising of the night. Freedom, it's the
17: rising, rising. of the like, Name's Declan Corey, and I know Jerry from playing with him in Coley's for years.
1: Years and years. He was great. What, what's your fondest memory of him? or what's your, well, First of all, what's your earliest memory of him? Like meeting him? I met, well, I suppose so
17: far back, I don't really remember. He was just always there. Oh. Jerry, he was always there. Oh. Like Fondest memory... Climbing up onto the counter or onto the chairs. You know the session of Coley's, like it's inside uh, and there's rails, up onto the rails, singing Elvis. You know, or the rising of the moon, and he'd get the whole place quiet. Or the ablibbing. you know, he'd be singing along and he'd just say to somebody, Where are you from? Australia. And he'd like that. He'd have a part of a song that he was singing to rhyme with that new Germany, rhyme perfectly. Never heard him caught out. In all the years, he never got caught. He was so amazing. That's And, and uh, he's going to be badly missed. Missed him on Wednesday. We were in there on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, you'd miss him. Um, what did you miss about him the most? Oh, just him.
17: You know, I think I was made to be one of the few people that got away with not calling him Major. He never corrected me. I don't know. I think he just, I don't know. He just let me off. <laughs> I've always played the songs with him. We always got him into the sessions, so... He let me off. I just said, come on, Jerry, sing us a song. And he would never correct me, but he'd be correcting everybody else. And I was, I was doing it for the fun then to see how long he'd let me off with it. <laughs> and he never corrected. God love him. Do you So
1: it was a fear or respect? A fear from, from, from you being from Northern Ireland or respect because you're such a, an accomplished musician? I think there was just,
17: just a bit of a game, really. Just a bit of fun. I was showing you the his poems. All of those poems there, you got pictures of them. Every mm-hmm. time he bringing the poems in, mm-hmm. when Galway was in the All Ireland. He had a whole poem by Galway.
14: Mm-hmm.
17: Amazing, mm-hmm. amazing man. Used to love the fact that he did the the green and gold of Mayo, and he'd be singing it, and people would just think it's a man doing a cover version. Mm-hmm. You know, no one ever realised he actually co-wrote that song. That was his. Amazing. He was so good. Mm-hmm. And just look at the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah it's just that and that's gone all the way across the park i was just saying it to his family and they're all looking to be going oh no <laughs> god love them." it's gonna be a long day but he was. it shows you we were just lucky to, out of all the things about jerry we were just lucky to have him
1: mm. you're not the first person to have said that to me today we were just
17: lucky to have had him mm. and lucky to have known him mm. and that's making me all emotional now
1: mm. oh.
17: he's missed missed already mm. I'm delighted that he's going to have his nice tune now. Him and him and Johnny. Did you know Johnny? No. Johnny, Johnny played accordion. Him and Jerry grew up together. Mm. So Johnny died a few years back, and him and Jerry were he took that very bad. But they're having their tune today, mm. and trust, trust, trust Major mm. to actually get a really gorgeous day for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 He was great. Oh, you called Major in the end, eh?
17: I'm giving him <laughs> his respect. He was, he deserved it.
1: Mm. He earned it. Uh, thank you. Dad. Again,
11: it was a mini game. It was a mini game. Yeah. And you're very welcome. In God's care, Johnny Mullen is tonight. No wonder the stars are shining bright. You were a star that held on to brighten the life with the psalm. And all the friends that you did greet as you charmed your way down in the street. The poor man, the beggar. The ones with cash. You drank with them all as you went on a bash. Cut a harla to our good friend. Only God knows as he steers you to the end. And it came quick and that was his blessing. When facing death there is no messing. Let's eat, drink and be merry as we celebrate today. The life of Johnny who passed away. <laughs> oh,
16: thank you. Thank <laughs> Thank
14: oh.
18: My name is Paul Gohan. Um, I'm from Galway and I'm a musician here in Galway for many many years and I know Jerry True music obviously and Jerry is uh, from the Mulholland family and, and the famous Hilltop pub in Salt Hill, which was a wonderful pub and all the Mulhollands played music and that's where everybody went to hear music, to hear true great live music and they were a family band and then they all broke out differently. John was a wonderful piano player Billy of course who passed away a wonderful entertainer, a pure entertainer the pure piano man and then we had Jerry Mulholland he was Jerry was just an exceptional person I just you know the summary everybody will have so many stories about Jerry Mulholland um, the last few years you would see seen him on the streets of Galway and he would stop in the middle of the street and start reciting a poem he'd make up on, 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 just on the spot many travels but I remember me playing music in a bar called The Cellar downstairs uh, in Galway and the basement and Jerry came down to listen to us we were true acoustic guitar players and we were singing a song called uh, down by the River by Albert Hammond and Jerry loved Albert Hammond and he introduced a lot of people to Albert Hammond, he wrote a lot of great songs but we were singing a song called Down by the River and Down by the River is a up tempo song, an upbeat song you know and it's a good rhythm in it and we like playing it and Jerry was sitting down listening to us and when the song was over he came up to me and he says Do you know Paul, that's a very sad song and we really never dawned on us because we were just doing the gig and it's a very, as I say an up-tempo song so we're happy to play it, but he was right, you know, he listened to every word Down by the River is about, I want to leave the city because the pollution on this the fish are dying on the streets or sorry, the fish are dying on the rivers and all sorts of, you know bad things happen with basically climate, climate, climate situation and that was the song was about, but Jerry had that in his head and I, I, I never forget that one of, look at, one of the many things about Jerry Milhanous, um what can I say he's going to be missed in Galway he's going to be sadly missed on the streets of Galway everybody just knew him passed him by how are you Jerry uh, and you'd see him impromptu sessions all across the lovely pubs like Noctons T Noctons T Coley Tafts these pubs at Siege you'd always find Jerry a wonderful character an incredible character oh,
1: what's, your, what's your, fo- uh, your fondest memory of him? oh my the, the fondest memory of Jerry
18: <sighs> I suppose I, musically I'll put it this way. You could play a song with three chords, and many people do. But Jerry played the same song with different types of chords incredible, beautiful chords. He just had this natural gift of making an ordinary song beautiful, an ordinary three chords sound incredible. That's my memory of Jerry when I think of him on his acoustic guitar, a nylon string guitar. He played piano and he played the nylon string guitar, but I think that's my memory of when I think of Jerry I just think of his wonderful cards. his different variations of cards were absolutely exquisite the, you know you'd, you'd, you'd stand in awe of him so what, what do you miss most about him miss most about Jerry god will he's only gone so he's going to be missed I say, I think on the streets of Galway that's what we're going to miss Jerry on the streets of Galway because that's the past few years that's where you would have seen Jerry Mulholland most and I think on the streets of Galway that's where he's going to be missed walking on the streets of Galway down Shop Street Jerry Mahalam won't be there.
19: That's going to be sad for Galway people and for Galway itself. Coley Mullen, um, I know Jerry for years. Uh, he was often visited our house in Fursley Road and he was a great uh, friend of my late brother Johnny. He used to play a lot together. And I uh, used to meet around the sessions and he'd he come in and join and sing a song. which was always great. Tell me your fondest memory or a memory of, uh, of Jerry. Yeah, well, Jerry, Jerry told me one day when Carol's, he was telling us about uh, his, uh, his the hedge school in Calcutta and he brought he, there was this child brought into him uh, and I don't know how long the child was there anyway but when the child was 12 years of age he heard that the father was coming to collect the child and what the father was coming to collect the child for was to use the child for prostitution 12 years of age so Jerry and his wife and the child, they locked themselves into their room because they heard when Yumano was coming. And Yumano came anyway, and he banged at the door, and the name must have lived in some sort of a complex where there was lots of flats, because the neighbors got together, and uh, they banded around Jerry, and they got rid of Yormao. So that's, I don't know what happened to girl or, or anything after that, but that was a very nice story. He, he, he saved a lot of children. Uh, formed a head school and there was a fundraiser in Galway for him years ago for that so very generous guy and you know he's hard to work with people and that was Jerry. what will you miss most about him? Uh, they just seeing him walking into the pub and singing a song just and he if there's any characters there he'll he'll revolve the song around the characters he was brilliant at that and uh, so so we'll miss that. He was brilliant at thinking up words immediately, you know, appropriate for the occasion. So let him rest in peace. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.
20: We know this is slightly unorthodox, but Gerard, Gerard Major, was nothing else if not unorthodox. He was a unique man and uh, we're all privileged to have known him and to be related to him. So, um, Last Sunday, he was in hospital and he, he was with Breda and Marion and uh, Amy and Eddie. And his comments were to Breda as he was sitting in the hospital bed with tubes coming out of him. If I go before you, he said <laughs> to Breda, I'd like music, I'd like no mourning, I'd like colours, I'd like laughter, I'd like song. So, to be true to jurors' wishes, first of all, we want to thank everybody who played out the front there. Thank you very much. Can we round of an applause <laughs> And In addition to that, we have songs lined up. and These will be played by his relatives, mostly his nephews and nieces, but some of his grandnephews as well. And Carl Hessian has agreed to accompany a couple of these singers. Carl, as Gerard often said, wrote, not co-wrote, the introduction to Galway Bay. And Carl used to try and play it down. And every time Carl would be around and Jerry would be playing it, he'd say, Carl, you wrote the introduction to that. It wouldn't be the song it is without Carl. So thank you for being here, Carl, as well. Now, I think it would be appropriate if you pull back a little bit, and Jerry got to see the people who are singing for him. So let's have have Jerry's part of that. So first up we have Lisa. Lisa is Jerd's niece and she's going to sing a song written by Jerd but stolen by Billy. Billy made this his own but it was written by Jerd in the first place. MountON Song that Jerry co wrote, as confirmed by Leo and Davy, with the saw doctors on the boat back from Clare Island a number of years ago. Unfortunately, it's a male song. But, but a f- a funny, a, just a funny one. Ali Jennings came through here just a while ago. Ali is the is saw doctors' manager. And Ali, Ali said to me, Hey, come here. He said, Last August, Jerry came up to the door. And he was banging on my door, banging on my door. And he rushed out, because it must have been an emergency. What is it, sir? what is it? He says, I've got the song, I've got the song. What song is that, your? The latest song for the Saw Doctors. It's going to be a global hit. It's going to be a global hit. All right, sir. we'll record it next week or whatever. No, 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 we have to do it now, now, now. So he burst into Ali's door, and he recorded the song on Ali's phone. Ali has the song. It's going to be the next worldwide hit for the Saw Doctors. <laughs> So it's coming to a, a radio programme or something near you very short.
14: <laughs> so in the
20: meantime, Sean is gonna play the current so Doctors. Okay.
8: Or 55 pounds at the time. <laughs> <yeah>. So, Jackie <Jerry, laughs> Burke and myself went up to Dublin uh, in this bag, which was hours to get up there. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we really hit the big time. We recorded in Wilman Lane Studios, a top studio. We had members of the RT Orchestra, yeah. and uh, everything was fantastic. And we even stayed in a hotel. <laughs> 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 i probably hardly get his back. <laughs> <laughs> it took about six hours the next day. But it was a great experience. And as I said, I never pretended <laughs> I wrote the beginning. Jerry always reminded me every time I saw you know, you wrote the beginning of this. Which, well, I probably did. But <laughs> <laughs> Jerry kept reminding me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
20: there and that will There were five five songs of five million that Jared would have sang wrote and put on the poetry and the recitations and everything on top of that the the prose, the letters Um, so if anyone has anything we would love to have it because we went looking for stuff over the last week or two and uh, it's very hard to find what he has because he gave it away and he, posted it. he faxed most of it. Yeah. <laughs> or a synooptero. Yeah. <laughs> so until you're on the station. <laughs> <Or
14: good.
20: laughs> so so one last round of applause for Jerry She has a couple of things she'd like to remember her twin brother on the occasion.
21: Hello, everybody. I'm Breda, Jared's twin sister. I would like to thank each and every one of you, so sincerely, for this wonderful tribute to George, my twin, my twin, our brother. George was a massive part of our family within our with, of our lives within our family. As a child, he was a most beautiful, happy little boy, and so much fun to grow up with as we did side by side. We always had a very strong connection between us, constantly drawn to each other right through our lives. There are no more words, no more kind, beautiful words that I can say about Jared that have not, have not already been said by all his friends, musical colleagues, in condolences on RIP Facebook, and all forms of media, by all of you whose, whose life he touched. I have been so proud over the past few days and today of my other half, although I am not a quarter of the person he was. His humanity, empathy, and compassion for all living in this world knew no boundaries. There were hard times as well, as good times, as with all families. Some funny, some funny, some not so funny, (laughs) and some experience I had with him you would not believe. (laughs) He had very strong principles and convictions. For those who suffered and was not afraid to air them, no matter what the what country he was in, without any regard to the consequences that would ensue. This required me to travel halfway across the world, and somehow I managed to see none of it. I was too busy Getting you out of tight
14: spots.
22: Swimming pool treatment. My
21: late brother John was a great support to me during these times. He adored his little brother, Jared, and Jared adored him. His death seven months ago had a profound effect on Jared. Rest in peace, John. To quote Owen O'Neill's post on social media, he was playing the piano in Teanocktons. He had an energy that took over the room. The songs were made up on the spot. I was so in awe of this man's freedom of expression. It made me sad, like when I feel too much beauty. I could never forget the wildness of mind and eloquence of his songs and words. They bounced in my head forever after. That was the power and effect that Jared had on some people. (laughs) Brother Morris Finn, a Christian brother in his 80s, wrote yesterday God comfort all those who mourn Jerry's passes passing. He was quite a character with whom I interacted with many times while he was caring for the street kids in Calcutta. He fit, fitted them out with football gear to play out on the Medan and fed them in Park Street restaurants. They missed him when he went to Boudja to engage in earthquake relief. Such was the measure of the man, my twin, our brother, uncle and granduncle. Jared, you have left a huge void in our lives that will never be filled. When Jared and I were five years of age, the nuns in Scholegia put on a play called The Sleeping Beauty. I'm sure you all remember it from your own childhoods. I played the part of the Sleeping Beauty, and Gerard played the part of Prince Charming. (laughs) You, Gerard, are now my Sleeping Beauty, and you were always my Prince. I have no doubt that your beautiful spirit will still remain outside the coffee shops on the streets of Galway and we'll wander into the beloved pubs pubs you frequented to hear the music ayesh jay guruhanam aylesh the queen of
20: the room in a couple of minutes and we'll, we'll say the family and say final goodbyes to, to, to Jerry and just for I want to thank Eddie and Colin I want to thank Willie and Katrina for giving us the room and allowing us to do this uh, it was very special I, I was talking to Willie a couple of days ago and he, he said and, and he says um he said whatever you do don't sell that man short and hopefully Jerry, we didn't sell the short but, um, in the intensive care unit who took great care of over the last while. Uh, I I would like to 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 finish up by saying, you all know Jared didn't want to church. That's why we're here. That doesn't mean that Jared wasn't spiritual. I, I was with them, uh with Breeda, in to see him last last week, and he was sitting up at the time, and. He wasn't a compliant patient. And he, he hadn't his <coughs> oxygen tube in. And Breda went up to him and said, he said, will you put in that oxygen tube? You know what will happen if you don't put in the oxygen tube. And he looked her straight in the eye, and he said, I will die.
14: Uh-huh.
20: And Breda didn't know what to say. And he said, I have God now, and I will have God when I die. Oh, okay. And he took a drink out of his cup of tea.
14: <laughs> and
20: so Gerd has God now. He wasn't afraid to die. And he, I know he was—he was very close to God all through his life. So he showed. I, I know I took a lot from his courage over the last couple of weeks. So thank you all for coming, and we
14: make a final My
23: name is Brian Mannion, and I know Jerry because Jerry was kind of a he was a Galway person and he, he, was, he was the spirit of Galway when he came to music and nonsense perhaps as well, magnificent. So as a young student you're, you, you go into college and then you revert to the cellar in those days that was the, the pub of choice and Jerry Mulholland would be on the piano playing magnificently, making up songs, making up words, General messing he was a delight and, and, and so it went on for the last 40 years What's your fondest memory of him that would nearly be it, it that would nearly be it like from, from from those early early days when we were all so much younger that would be it like he, you know he went on as you may remember there from the funeral things were mentioned the, the, the great jobs that he did and for people less fortunate than himself but it was really the spark I mean he would join a singing session in the crane sometimes, and he would sing the first verse that everybody knew, and then he would sing three verses that he just made up <laughs> while he was there. So th- th- those are the kind of fond memories, they were, and they were always funny. I mean, he never wrote the verses that he would add were never particularly sad; they were always quite hilarious, you know, and full of rhyme. So, yeah, no, he was a he was exuberant. Ex- exuberance would be the thing I would say most about Jerry.
1: What will you miss most about him?
23: Well, it's just his absence. That'll be it. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is not hear. That's it. Like he had a a beautiful lunacy, I put it that way. You know, where it was always he was always high powered, you know. So that's the thing. The energy that he would give to, to any event was the thing you probably have to miss most.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's it. <laughs> so <laughs> the the route. And it was difficult, hey.
24: My name is Eilish Niwahuna, and I know Jerry since I arrived in Galway. He would to be a very good friend of my sister's, Una, and through her and through Galway, and just from listening to him playing and meeting him on the street, and, and I had a good, strong connection with him as well. Do yeah. you have a earliest memory of him? Playing in Noctons, piano, just jamming it out there and bringing joy, and yeah, that's just. You know, initially just seeing him playing, but then after that connecting like, oh, you know, having coffees and sitting around and, you know, meeting him around the town kind of,
1: you know. What's your fondest memory of him?
24: Well, I was looking over when, when um, he passed there, I looked back on my Facebook private messages that we would have had. And he started private messaging me on Facebook about 2012 or 2013. And he'd just say, he lived in Paris for years, you know, so he spoke French. I live in, in Brittany, so he'd say, or, you know, a few things in French, or it might be, you know. And i say, Oh, Jerry, how are you? Um, you know, great to hear you. Miss Gowie. he said, You are missed, Irish. You are loved. Gowie misses you. God loves you, uh, you know, and it, it would just make my day, you know just a few little things like that you know and it was regular like it was you know i maybe did it for everybody but made me feel special Mm. you know and it did make you feel you know loved and what that's what he was trying to do you know that's what he did to everybody you know he just went around giving love Um, giving
1: That seems like a dumb question what did you miss most about him
24: ah just bumping into him and you know like he made you like when I when I would come home like on holiday you know he'd always have a big welcome you know and he knew exactly where I was and he knew what was going on with my family and do you know what I mean like he was he wasn't just you know hi how are you you're back or something like that you know Um, it's like it's like as if somebody took the river away in the heart of Galway or something when you come back the next time that won't be there do you know what I mean It's, it's, it's a huge loss like it really is a huge loss you know, and you can see it here with everybody that turned up. People came from all over the country like, you know, for a very special, unique man, you know.
1: And, and just for transparency sake, I should confess that it's your, re, it's your fault that I'm here today because <laughs> I bumped into you at the end of the, the night last night and you said to me, you must go to this event tomorrow mm. and you must uh, do a podcast on it because this is going to be the biggest event of the year mm. in Galway. Mm. And I, th- I think you're right.
24: Yeah, you got that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say you got a picture of the man and, and yeah. his uniqueness and the impact he's had on people all over the world, mm-hmm. No, not just here, obviously, because he was an Indian that, you know. Um, yeah, very special man.
1: But, uh, you know, I should say thank you to, uh, you know.
14: Yeah, well, thank you
24: for doing this. Thank you for doing the podcast. Like, I think it is, it's probably, you know, it was not just a coincidence. I was supposed Mm. to meet you Mm, last night. So that you could get that tribute out to him at some stage. And you know, the
1: weird thing is, I I never, I I saw him sing, to my mind, I saw him sing once Mm. when I was in Cheek Coley. And I never, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with him. But the strange thing is, it's, it's like with a podcast I don't know much about my subjects for want of a better word mm. uh, it, it unravels itself and this it feels like I've had a podcast with a with with the now late Jerry and uh, it's so weird because I'm finding out his whole life has been unraveling in front of me, mm. and uh, it's so multifaceted mm. and and driven by goodness, yeah. driven by you know godliness, yeah. and uh, for the better good of mankind, and and you know, yeah. and and what a character, what an artist, yeah. you know.
24: And I think he really did. He he succeeded in his life in, you know, like he went to India. There was things that didn't work out, from lots of things that did work out, but you know, the things that didn't work out in in parts of his life. But I think it was a huge success because he did what he went out to do was to give love and to give. And he did. We, and we received it and we're still receiving it. Do you know what I mean? And if it didn't happen in the way he maybe would have liked, but he did succeed. Do you know? So may he rest in peace. In the, uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. okay. Cheers He right. <laughs> <laughs> did it. He did it.
22: Uh, Ethna, Ethna Holmes is my name and I'm a friend of Jennifer's and when I met Jerry first, when I met Jennifer first she was actually going out with Jerry, this is in the early 90s or the mid 90s in Galway and Jerry then, I, I knew Clodagh, Clodagh Lee she was a friend of Jennifer's and, and Clodagh um, was killed in an accident in Dublin. And Jerry named the school after in Calcutta, the, the, the kids' school, the Hitch School and the And then there was a fundraiser out in Roundstone in um there was an old hotel in Roundstone and there was a fundraiser there. So we had like a few days out in this hotel with Jerry playing music for the whole weekend. It was just fantastic.
1: What's your fondest memory of him?
22: Um that'd be it really, like that would be it, just Jerry playing music in, in Roundstone in the hotel.
1: What will you miss most about him?
22: Uh, oh, sure, he was always a tonic to me, really. And, well, I'd miss him playing the piano in Nocton's, really, the afternoon piano in Nocton's, because it's funny to think you'll never wander into Nocton's again and hear that.
1: I'm going to turn to you now what's your name and how do you know him?
25: Oh Mick Brown um, the first time I came across Jerry, uh, I wasn't even living in Galway I was travelling up to I hitchhiked from Kenmare in County Kerry myself and another fellow up to up to Galway and we were four hours stuck outside Castle Island but eventually we got to Clarenbridge Paddy Brooks, and I was meeting my sister there and the brother-in-law and big fa- friends there you know and Jerry was playing there the piano that night this is in the 80s like I didn't know who he was I only figured out who he was years later and he was playing Jerry Lee Lewis, and he brought the house down. and We were there till about four in the morning. It was one of my best nights ever, I heard. And I kind of only put two and two together years later that it was him. There was nobody else that could have been really iconic. I'm 99% <laughs> sure it was Jerry anyway. I'm taking it, it's him. <laughs> and then I kind of got to know him then, kind of just around him on the street. He'd always pop up everywhere. So I was a joy to see him, like, just a surprise. He'd be in the bar, and next thing he'd, he'd just pop in, and he'd do his thing, and he'd be gone, like, just bring the magic Mm. do it and gone I thought that was electric brilliant I was really impressed with the I remember it was him because I remember in in Bridge that night somebody said about him going doing charity work he used to go to India doing charity work and all that's how I kind of figured out it was him years later and I was kind of impressed with that because I've done that myself years later and I loved the way he combined his music and his charity his kind of caring side that's the kind of an inspiration to me Mm. I would think anyway you know
1: what's your fondest memory of him uh, Let's go after Claren Bidge. What's your fondest memory since you got to know that he was actually him?
25: Uh, just There's no, no, no one in particular. It's just every time. His gentleness, I think, is what...
1: Yeah. What did you miss most about him?
25: That, his compassion and gentleness and him being there. Like, I was walking down the street to Galway today and I was kind of saying, oh, God, you could see him anywhere. Do you know the way? He was just mm-hmm. doing his rounds and doing his thing, you know, living his life, you know, the way he was.
1: Eilish was just explaining a moment ago, it's like we've just lost one of the rivers of Galway.
25: Yeah, to go along with that too. Yeah. Lovely wetsful, isn't it? Mm.
22: Ah, yeah, he was a tonic, you know, right, Uh, Lovely. It was always lovely to bump into him, yeah.
1: Hello, who are you and how do you know Jerry?
21: Hi, uh, what's your first name? Fender. Fender?
1: Yeah.
21: Hi, my name is Breda and I'm Jerry's twin sister. I was born first and he came after me. I was six pounds and he was only four.
1: What was your first memory of him?
21: My first memory of him is we had this, we had a business, we had, my father was very, had a betting office. And my mother was always very busy with six children, and she had somebody helping her in the house, a lady called Nellie. And Nellie, because I was the first girl after three boys, Ger being the fourth, Nellie felt sorry for George because I was getting all the attention, and he wasn't. I'm sorry people... You won't understand, but I always called him Jared. We never called him anything else but Jared. But Nellie took an awful shine to Jared and I felt very jealous. And every day, every night, Nellie went to the pictures to see a film. How there were so many different films in Galway, I don't know, she must have gone to the same picture three times a week. But every night she came home, she would leave a quarter pound of sweets under Jared's pillow. And in the morning, George would wake up in a brown paper bag and he would take out the sweets one by one in front of me and he would eat them all and he would not give me one bite. That's my first memory of Jerry.
1: (laughs) And what's your fondest memory of him?
21: My fondest memory of him as a child was sitting in a traveler's wagon at the side of the pier stadium which was the football field beside our our near our home and the two of us used to go down we were only about five or six and we used to go down to the side of the pier stadium as, as it was called and the travelers had their wagons there they lived there and we got friendly with their children so the two of us used to go down and we would sit inside the wagons the wagon with the travelers and jared would sing and recite poems and i would sing and then the two of us would go home and my mother would say to us when we would come into the hilltop hotel that's where we were living at the time she would say would you look at the state of the two ye, the smell of smoke after you get up those stairs and have a good wash.
1: And what about as an adult? What's your fondest memory of him? That's a
14: difficult
21: one. My very fondest memory of him was Jared had a mental health problem and he battled it heroically all his life. He was in Germany once, and he became ill. And he ended up in a psychiatric institution in Germany. And we got word that Gerard was in trouble in Germany. So I remember looking at the television that morning before I left the house to fly to Germany, and I saw Nelson Mandela being released from prison. I can't remember the name of the prison he was in. and. Um, I said, gosh, isn't it great that Nelson Mandela got out? So I went to Dublin and I flew to Germany. Checked into a hotel and went to the psychiatric institution to collect my twin brother. I had to go through a lot of doors and corridors. They were all locked and I had to be let through. Finally, I got through the final door, I was admitted. And coming towards me was my twin brother and about 10 men behind him, all running, but he was in front and he shouted, him I knew you'd come. And all the, the inmates behind him started cheering and clapping. And I remember thinking to myself. Well, I saw Nelson Mandela get out of prison this morning and he didn't look half as happy as this.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm sorry to ask you this, but I've been asking everybody else, what'll you miss most about him?
21: His music, his smile, his gentleness, Mm. his empathy, his sincere concern for all mankind.
1: My condolences to you, Rita. Thank you for your time. Thank,
21: Thank you. you.
14: Mm-hmm.
11: <sighs> <laughs> I walked from Mickey Bookaro to night. Natch- Kumura Stopped to talk to Lampos I met along the way Said sorry sir but if you please excuse me for my Japanese And then the night time turned to day On a Japanese Tokyo skyline I've had a dream, but it seems light-years away With the Japanese, Tokyo's a fine line Until the night time turns to day The folks at Dunkin' Donuts had their heads down in the coffee 100 yen for the same again And we've got a place to stay So quietly to your place, please creep The customers are all asleep Until the night time turns to day On oh, the Japanese Tokyo skyline I've had a dream, but it seems light years away. With the Japanese, Tokyo's a fine line. Until the nighttime turns to day. The people down in Shinjuku, they call it Cardboard City pity about places where some people have to stay. They're drinking from their paper cups. They're sleeping in their paper huts. Until the night time turns to day. On a Japanese Tokyo skyline. I've had a dream But it seems Light years away With the Japanese Tokyo's a fine line Until the night time Turns to day I think I'll do a sound To sadden it up (laughs) I don't know how this is going to go down, but you have heard it before. When I was a young
14: man, I carried me back, lived the free life of the rover, from the
11: Song. It's time to stop rambling, there's work to be done. So they gave me a tin hat and they gave me a drum and they sent me away to the war. And the band played waltzing Mexican Turk, he was ready he primed himself well he rained us with bullets and he shot us with shells and in two minutes flat we were all blown to hell and he blew us right back to Australia and the band played waltzing with Tilda when we stopped to bury the slain the trucks buried theirs and we buried ours and we started all over again to survive in this mad world of blood, death, and fire. For ten weary weeks, I kept myself alive, so around me the corpses piled higher. Then a big Turkish shell knocked me ass overhead. And when I awoke in the hospital bed, Saw what it had done, nearly wished I was dead. Never knew there was worse things than dying. No more, I go watching in Matilda. The legless, the armless, the blind, the insane The band play mounts in Till when they carried us down the gangway, but nobody cheered, they just stood there. The sound. Well, yeah.
0: Good this has been a Solito Media original podcast and production.